Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. This episode is brought to you by Assembly. Hey, Ash, can we talk poop? Of course we can. That's my favorite topic. Did you know that there are 11 million diaper age babies in the U.S., each using, on average, 57 diapers per week? That results in a whopping 32 billion disposables being thrown in the trash in just this country alone. Holy moly, that stinks as much as a dirty diaper. Yeah, it sure does. I really wish I could have convinced Lee to use cloth diapers, because these numbers are making me feel like shit. Oh my god, me too. And Matt was so hesitant. You know, recently... Recently, I heard of a company named Assembly. They have a complete system providing parents with everything they need from organic diapers to skincare, to upcycled storage bags, and specifically formulated diaper washing detergent. Plus, the cost of disposables has risen 14% this year and is continuing to go up. Assembly diapers are inflation-proof. With Assembly, you buy diapers once and then never again, resulting in a savings of over $2,000 per baby over the cost of disposable diapers and wipes. Yeah, but doesn't that mean more laundry? Actually, it's just two loads of laundry per week, and they provide this super simple four-step instructions to use with their patent-pending washing powder. Whoa, I'm impressed. Oh, one more thing. Assembly is landfill-free, leak-proof, and their colors and prints are hip and adorable. Do they make them in adult sizes? Because you know I have some issues sometimes. (laughs) I know, there have been some stories. And even better yet, these cloth diapers are blowout proof. Seriously, why don't they make these in adult sizes? Look, if you have a baby, you have to diaper it. There's no getting around that. But the assembly diapering system makes it fun and easy to radically reduce waste and save money. Learn more at assemblybaby.com and use code MOMTRAGE20 for 20% off your first order. That's E-S-E-M-B-L Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. And it used to be Hanukkah. Does Kwanzaa happen? I can't believe I don't know this. Does Kwanzaa happen right at Christmas time? I think so. It's not like the Jewish one, which I should know about because I'm a Jew. Right, uh, we should probably know this. The yearly calendar. Yes. Okay. We've got a great show for you today. It's our Christmas episode. We are talking about how and when and if you should tell your kid about Santa. And then we're saying, what's the deal with Christmas movies? And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, child that one of us birthed. Kicking shit. Okay, can I go first with my tits and my shits? Please do. So I bought Luna clip-on hair for Hanukkah. I've seen it. And I gave her for Hanukkah a hand-me-down on a dress. And her clipping on this hair and wearing the outfit and then acting out the movie so freaking serious is maybe the highlight of my whole life. Aw. My shits, however, my ass is real dry. And by ass, I mean everything in my body. I have the feet that I always hoped I would never have, which is when you look at your grandparents' feet and it's just like old scales. I've and you're like, literally always had that kind of foot, really? by the way. Yes. I used to think, why don't old people just lotion their feet? I lotion my damn feet every single day and they are scaly and nasty. My shins are flaking off. My fingers are dry. My hair is dry. It's a mixture of winter, the heat coming 
coming on and postpartum dryness. Oh. I want to just bake myself in oil. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I haven't had a manicure or pedicure since the summer. I was remembering, I was listening to Celebrity Memoir Book Club and they were reading Tina Fey Bossy Pants. Right. And one of the whole things they were talking about, they were like, listen, I want to hear from Tina Fey because Tina Fey would not have been good looking if it wasn't for money. Yes. That she has done the best. It's not like Gwyneth Paltrow, like she would have been good looking anyway. Tina Fey did the best with what she had. And one of the like main Tina Fey, how to become good looking is to always have a manicure and pedicure. I mean, I think if not anything else, it really does something to your psyche where you just feel more put together. You feel put together. Yeah. They're like, she might be wearing sweatpants that have poop on them, but she has it together somewhere (laughs) because she has a gel mani, gel petty. Whose poop is it? Is it yours? Is it your kids? Is it somebody else on the street? Did Kanye design it to look like poop, but it's actually a $7 million sweatshirt? Did he do that? Do something, design it to make it look like it has poop on it? No, but Coach Store did some weird thing and it looks like poop and it was not supposed to be poop. It's like that painting that sold a while ago that had elephant dung on it. Yeah, (laughs) I don't want that. Okay, well, I'll start with this one. You know, weekends, Matt and I are, we're not good at like being functioning. Is this the tits or the shits? It's both, this one. So we really have a hard time functioning on weekends and usually it's like we're in bed all weekend long. So this weekend, we were watching Home Alone 2. Got it. And Kevin went to Woolman Rink in Central Park, which is my personal favorite ice skating rink in the world because I think there's something incredible about like being in this old-timey outdoor ice skating rink that's surrounded by trees and then surrounded by all the insane buildings. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a beautiful, beautiful place. And Central Park is my favorite. We decided to buy tickets ahead of time because we figured, wow, COVID protocol, you probably need to have tickets ahead of time and it's just going to make everything easier. And then it's right before Christmas. Just let's just do that. So I bought the tickets. So for the three of us, it came out to like $85, which is so expensive to go ice skating. It's an obscene amount of money. We buy these tickets. We buy them for $115 on Sunday. Mind you, we spend way too long looking for parking. This whole thing becomes a whole fiasco. It's a whole thing. We finally get there and there's a huge line. And I'm like, Matt, I already know what you're going to. And I literally turned to him and I'm in a bad mood because it took so long to park. And I'm like, Matt doesn't drive aggressively enough in the city for me. You know, like I just all the things have compounded at this point. (laughs) So I'm like, I know what you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me we need to wait on this line. We don't. We bought tickets for a special time. We are good to go. So we walk around this line. That was not the case. We walk around this line that literally would have taken like two hours to get through. Walk around the line, get to the front of it. And I'm like, hi, I have tickets for 115. It's now like 120, by the way. Where do I go to check in? And they're like on the line. And I was like, what? Why did I buy tickets ahead of time? The people that work there are absolutely terrible. Mind you, I just want to remind you, I am super excited. They're probably like 18 year old people. Yes. I am super, super excited to be there now that Trump no longer owns it. I am like, I feel my conscience is clear about being here. We get to the back of this line, which is all the way on the other side of the skating ring. And I'm having Ajita listening to this story. Like I'm so uncomfortable right it's now. So, it's so upsetting. The people behind us, their time is 2.30. And mind you, oh, I left out this part of the story. I also went to the ticket booth and I was like, hi, I bought 
these tickets. They're telling me that I have to wait in line. I don't understand why I bought time tickets if everyone else bought tickets and they're all waiting in line also. This doesn't make any sense. Can I get a refund? And they said, no, no refunds. Once again, everyone is incredibly rude. I am like losing my shit right now. So we wait in line for about 10 minutes. We hear people around us talking, being like, yeah, can you believe we have to wait in this line even though we bought our tickets? Well, my ticket's for this time and my ticket's for this time. And Matt's like, we're going to call the credit card and make them cancel it and give us our money back. Fuck this. And I was like, all right, let's go. Do it, Matt. Yeah, Yeah. he hasn't done it yet. P.S. That's the (laughs) shits. The tits are, we ended up having a really nice day anyway. We went to this amazing French restaurant that had like outdoor seating where each thing was designated and had curtains and two heaters. We had a beautiful lunch, cocktails. Sebastian was pretty good. It, it, it was like a really, it was a nice you day. You know, the now, bar's low, so if it's just a little bit, point, yeah. At this point, it was just like, I'm not expecting anything. Everything that we've planned for this day has gone to shit. Right. And then I have another shits. And my other shits are, how come I hate the way every single person on TikTok dresses. Have I gotten so old that I'm just no longer cool or no longer fashionable? I think I'm quite fashionable. I know you can't tell right now, but I think I am like a pretty fashionable person. I don't care if they're Gen Zers. I don't care if they're Gen Xers. Everybody on TikTok, it's like their own personal goal is to dress as absurd as humanly fucking possible. And I can't deal with it anymore. I think it might be. Why do they dress like this? Because they're young. What are we calling the people of today? Gen Zers. Gen Zers. Have you seen those ladies where it's like the three generations wear some like absurd piece. Like the last one I saw was like a yellow fur coat, which by the way, I love a faux fur coat. Why is it bright yellow? Why yellow? Bright highlighter yellow. It was just bad. There's like a teenager who wears styles it one way and then a 20 year old and then the mom and all of them do it terribly. I haven't been on the TikTok that much lately. Oh, I go through my spurts too, but I just, I think I'm old. I hate the way everyone dresses. I know. Those are my shits. Merry Christmas. Bah humbug. So we had said, and we are still saying it, that we are going to read reviews, of course, the five starsers reviews. Yeah, we're not reading the bad ones, guys. Until we get to 1,000. And we have a long way to go. So you better get to reviewing our darn podcast. So who's reading this one? You or me? I guess I'll do it. Okay. Are you going to do it in an accent? What accent do we want? Or just like a crazy voice. You could just do a crazy voice. This is from, wait, hold on. Let me start over. (laughs) Steph Bocky, Bocci, sorry if I just butchered that, said, Blippi! I am shocked you guys interviewed Blippi. Does he know you guys call him creepy all the time? LOL. No. No, he did not know. He is busy being a 40 millionaire. He does not have the time to listen to our podcast. Okay, Steph? So jokes on him because we trash talked him and then we interviewed him. Do you think like, honestly though, do we think Blippi goes through life not knowing that parents all despise him? No, he's laughing all the way to the motherfucking bank. He is driving his his custom blippy ATV to the bank. <laughs> Remember working retail and having the like leather pouches that the cash was in that you'd have to go with your manager to the bank? He's got that thing under his arm and he's going, ha 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 ha, you all hate me and I'm buying myself a fucking ranch. He's like, B-L-I-P-P-I, mm-hmm. I don't care. So there you have it. Steph, thanks so much for leaving us a review. Reach out to us. Send us a DM. We'll send you some swag as a thank you. And guys, don't forget, please leave those reviews for us because rate review subscribe 
write the review, do it while you're on the toilet. It's That's what we really want to see. And maybe send us a picture of you rating us while you're on the toilet. Do we really want those pictures? Yeah, I don't want to see like your nastiness, but just like a side view is fine. Yeah, yeah sure. You know, you want to make sure you go on Apple Podcasts and you can either do that on the Apple Podcasts app on your phone or go to Apple Podcasts on the computer on your desktop. You know, you hit five stars, you write a little ditty for us and uh, we would really appreciate it. You could even just write, cool, that's fine too. It doesn't yeah. have to be long. Yeah. yeah. It's the thought that counts. All right. Should we get into it? All right. Segment one. Okay, so I chose this segment this week because I was not pushing the Santa thing with my daughter at all. I was just going to see what happens. I wasn't even going to like talk about Santa. Right. But my mom has been talking up Santa to Luna. Okay. So then I was like, Lee and I didn't even have a discussion about it. And now Luna's already Santa'd up. Were you trying to not get her Santa'd up or just you didn't make a decision either way? I hadn't made a decision either way. I had a feeling that Lee was not going to be super into Santa-ing it up. Because he's Jewish or because... All of the things. His moral code. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I was going to try to figure out how much to Santa I was going to do. I was definitely going to like talk about it, but I was going to try to figure out how I wanted to frame it. Right. But my mom went in hot and kind of did it. Okay. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, so one, I got to have a conversation with my mom. Two, what did she tell her? Like, what does Luna believe? And now I have to really like make a decision about it. So I started to pull up some articles, a little bit about like, do you even tell your kid? Do you lie? When do the kids start? Whatever. I just wanted to know all of the details about various Santa issues. And so I pulled three articles on varying different topics around Santa. And I want to talk about them because I can tell you what I've been trying to do. It actually happened this morning and like what's working and what's not working. But Ashley, where do you stand on this so far? All right. Here's a very controversial stance, I think. And I get made fun of a lot for it. Also, if you're listening with your kids, maybe put some earphones on. Yeah, maybe don't be. We should have given a trigger warning at the beginning or something. Yeah, yeah. Controversial point. Trigger warning. Have you been upset by Santa? Don't listen. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't not believe in Santa personally, myself. Like, I don't think that the presents under my Christmas tree come from Santa. I was gonna say, Ashley, we need to have a little bit of a talk. But I do believe that there's some magic of something. Anything more than that, I really can't explain it. I'm sure it's because I still want to believe in it. Again, I am a Jew and I still, I still just believe in the magic of Santa in Do some way. Do you believe in magic of Santa Claus? <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe the spirit of Santa comes in the form of like Toys for Tots or something like that. So for me, you know, like I have a whole system worked out in my head like I explained to Sebastian that like before COVID we would go to Macy's every year and see Santa because that's honestly the best Santa is the Herald Square Macy's and he started to ask like oh you know is Santa at the I'm like no that's not the real Santa the real Santa has too much to do he has too many jobs he's got a lot of stuff to do this is his stunt double right this is the busiest (laughs) time so he has like an army of Santas that basically go to different places to do his like legwork for him you know they like do the research and they chit chat with the kids and find out what they want and like get a good read on if kids have been naughty or nice. And he believes that. He's into it. And I kind of halfway do too. I don't know. I know it's crazy. Ashley, that's crazy. Listen, it's okay. You guys can make fun of me all you want. All I know is 
I have a magical spirit and you don't. I don't have a magical spirit. You're right. I do not. Correct. Hish on you. <laughs> Before I go into like what they say about the good, if you've been good, if you've been bad, like psychologist, I just want to say that. So I was on the phone with my mom today and Luna doesn't have school next week and I am really backed up on getting gifts for people. And my mom has been begging to have Luna. So she's going to go to my mom's house next week and then we'll go down for like before Christmas Eve and everything. I was going to say, you're not going to be with her on Christmas? No, I've had Christmas Eve. So I was trying to like set up that I had told Santa that we would be at my mom's okay. so that Santa wasn't going to drop her Christmas presents off at my house. And in doing so, I realized just how freaking creepy the whole thing. I was like, he's not going to come down our chimney. Now, I guess that my mom didn't do that part because Luna was like, he comes in your house? But we have an alarm system. <laughs> and I was like, he doesn't come down our chimney and he's not going to come down Nani's. What he does is he throws the presents down the chimney and then he sends a big long arm grabber to get the cookies and the milk and he soups them back up. So he doesn't come in the house. She's like, okay, I don't want him to come in my house. I was like, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't come in When the I house. was little, I would have a hard time sleeping on Christmas Eve because I was like, yo, this guy is just coming into my house, <laughs> just doing whatever the hell he wants, just running rampant in this place. I'm good. Has he been lollipop tested? We don't know. Spread we don't germs. Know. Reindeer. Anyway. Spitting so, on my cookies and milk. <laughs> so that was the first thing. And then I was like, okay, so then I'm continuing to talk about like what Santa does. And I'm like, a lot of it's pretty creepy. Yeah. Actually. Well. So what they say is, first of all, just like read the room. Are your kids talking about it or not? Don't push the subject if they're not. Like just read the room, right? Don't push your agenda. Also like watch, and this is it, like different kids react different ways to Santa. Not every kid is gonna be into that Santa story. Like, Luna was freaked out about coming down the chimney. So, like, alter it. Read the room. Right. Read the right. room. Go with the flow. So, kind of what you were saying is kind of what a lot of people say, which is to talk about how Santa is, like, a feeling. Like, you can be a Santa. That, you know, take over the reins and you can be a Santa. That the spirit of Santa is about giving. It's about kindness. That kind of thing. Like, that kind of thing. You know, that kind of thing. Kindness. Right the holiday spirit. Right. And that the magic of Christmas is about that and that they can become a Santa. And that's good for when they stop believing and or just in general talking about it. And you can say that man that's at the mall or whatever you want to say, he's a part of that. It's not just for you. It's for kids that can't have a good Christmas or whatever. Although there was a big push here on a lot of articles saying, don't lie to your kids. Like, just don't. Like, don't lie to them. It's not top secret. Tell the kid the whole truth and nothing but the truth that Christmas can be exciting just without Santa or not. And that another big thing is that kids play make-believe all the time. So it's not a big deal to be like, and this is a make-believe Santa and it's to the spirit. One thing is it says that if you lie to your kids about Santa, you're more likely to lie to yourself. And please don't use Santa as a tool for motivating your kid because your kids should know that regardless of how they act, they're still good inside. Look at you. You hate all of that. I, I really do. I hate all of this. I just don't see the harm in believing in something bigger than ourselves. No, I don't either, but it was very meditative and I was like, you're right. It's not about them being good or bad. They're always good inside. Yeah, sure. Okay. And Sebastian will be like, am I a bad boy? And I say, no, you're not a bad boy, but sometimes you do bad things. Like, I get 
like this with my kid, which is a little screwed up where it's like, you know, at some point you got to learn to take care of yourself because I feel like I'm so dependent on validation from outside things. So I don't even know the connection I'm trying to make. If you lie to them, you're lying to yourself like that. That's what it says. You're more likely to lie to yourself. What does that even mean? That you tell lies to yourself constantly. I mean, listen, manipulation and lying are always negative. They're going to figure out in due time and there's a risk that they'll feel like you've broken their trust. So this article is trying to tell me that when your kid inevitably finds out that the Santa that they've been presented with is not real, that they won't trust us anymore? Yes. I think that's a lot. I think it's a bit much. This psychologist said it's coercive, manipulative strategy. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. To get your kids to behave, we are relying on the intrinsic contingencies by telling them they have to be good in order to get what they want. And then once that motivation is gone, how are they going to feel compelled to behave? Are they only going to like act good to get stuff? And they said it's morally, ethically, and scientifically dubious at best. I don't know. I think it's a lot. (laughs) I think like, I think if you're doing the rest of your job as a parent correctly, your kid is not going to automatically feel deceived when they find out that Santa doesn't exist and that you were just creating magic for them. That's like going to Disney World and one of the characters takes their head off for whatever reason. Yes, that's horrible. It's not the end of the world. And you know what? It's not like Disney World lied to me in a way that I didn't know I was being lied to. And when I do find that out, it's not going to be the end of the world. I just think somebody is making a whole lot out of nothing. (laughs) It seems very extreme. You know what's bad parenting? Not loving your kid because they are a certain way or leaving your child at home or putting cigarette butts out on their arm or abusing them. Actually, wow, you really went there. (laughs) I'm just saying, telling your kid that Santa is real is not bad parenting. If you add it on to a whole slew of other bad parenting choices, sure. But this one thing? Well, this year, I'm going to go with different wrapping paper for Santa. Oh, I always do that. We're going to go for it. But I might just tell her it's about the spirit of giving and that somebody just donated these toys to her. I haven't decided yet. Listen, there's nothing... That is part of the spirit of Christmas is giving to people who are not doing well, who need a little help, who need assistance, and every child deserves that magic. Maybe I should just be like, maybe you can be inspired by Santa to give something to somebody else. I wonder what she'll say. She'll probably name some kid in her school that she thinks is sad or something. This is loaded. This is too much for me. Guys, we want to hear from you. Please tell us, how do you feel on this Santa train? Do you feel like you should tell them the truth? Do you even do Santa? I refuse to do Elf on a Shelf. That is too much work. I was just about to say, Elf on the Shelf, I think, crosses a line. I think that is, like, a bit much. It's, like, creepy. And then the parents who, like, really get off on, like, putting the elf in here. Chocolate turds or whatever. It's just, like, that's a bit much. I will tell you guys, we're doing an experiment today where, because we're batch recording because we'd like to enjoy our holidays as much as possible. We are live on Instagram right now recording our episode and at the underscore happy underscore office underscore V underscore S says that she does feel like it breaks a trust for real. Yeah. I mean, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I get it. I think it's a real thing. I don't know. Maybe because I never fully stopped believing in Santa. It just didn't. Yeah, you're a straight up weirdo. You are a straight up weirdo. You know, there have been many signs (laughs) of 
of it. Kind of like it's the apocalypse, except it's just my weirdness. Except it's Ashley. Right, exactly. And listen, they're going to find out the truth on their own. And everything that they loved about Christmas isn't going to be all gone. Right. It's just the, the spirit of it is coming from like a different person. Yeah, exactly. It's just a cycle. You know, listen, I tell me as Hanukkah Harry too. Oh my gosh, Ashley. Jews deserve the same amount of joy that Catholics do. Thank you. <laughs> Where does Hanukkah Harry come down? He comes down like Elijah at Passover in a chariot of fire. No, are you kidding me? Elijah used to scare the shit out of me. I was so scared of that portion of Passover. So no, I don't know. I haven't thought of You're it. You're like, please, Passover. Yeah, like just keep on passing us. You know, I don't know. He hasn't really pressed me for where he comes from. I do know that Hanukkah Harry and Santa are friends in this little world I have created. How could you keep track of this world? All of them are friends. I did not talk about the Tooth Fairy with Luna, but it's in every cartoon she watches, like Bubble Guppies. She thinks the Tooth Fairy comes and pulls your tooth out. I didn't teach her that. Tell she her that told she me. doesn't. I was like, she's not going to take your teeth that are in your mouth. And she's like, well, how are they going to fall out? I'm like, they're going to fall out on their own. And then she's now afraid all her teeth are going to fall out. She checks every day. And then she goes, but then what does the tooth fairy do with the teeth? And I was like, make jewelry. And Luna goes, ew. That's because your sick ass is planning on doing a gold coated tooth, which my grandmother did. I'd be like, she left it for me. Isn't that nice? Oh my God. Also, what's the going rate for tooth fairies these days? My friend left $50 for her kid. I'm like, That's no. obscene. That your friend has too much money then. No. $1, right? $1. Firstly, I bought one of those pillows. Target sells this really cute little pillow because I've always been like, how did my parents put their hand under my pillow, take the tooth, put money in? It just all seems too convoluted. Target sells this little $5 pillow that's really pretty. It's like a robin's egg blue with a little tooth on it and a little pocket. And you hang it on the doorknob and the kid puts their tooth in there. And then you obviously exchange the cash in there. Yes. And it's five bucks. I bought it for Sebastian and we're like still quite a ways away from him losing teeth. But I'm very excited to use this stupid little thing. I think maybe you get more money for your front teeth, but the rest are like dollar holla. I mean, what is this? The Great <laughs> Depression? Jesus Christ. What? You want to give more than a dollar? Yeah. I got coins when I lost my I teeth. I think I got a dollar for every tooth. I think I got coins. What is she going to buy? Luna? Yeah. Let me just tell you, at any given moment, my son has more cash in his wallet than I do. <laughs> He's got like 40 or 50 bones just like sitting in his wallet. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so off topic, but I have to. Are you ready? Yes. Last night he was running around crazy. He pulled a dollar out of his wallet and he was about to rip it in front of me. And I went, don't you dare. Like, like a demon came out. And I was like, I swear to God, if I ever see you rip money that people have worked hard for and just not care like that, I will find you a job for a four-year-old out in the street and you will work it. Like if I'm that, sending you to a sweatshop. If, yes, there's Union City. There's got to be a sweatshop somewhere around here and I will find you a job. You do not just like throw away money like that. Oh my God. You know my cousin Andrea? Yeah. She was always really like good about saving her money. We called her the little bank. She had like one of those kid banks with a lock on there. Yeah. And her mom used to like ask her for loans. She'd be like, Andrea, can I have a loan? Because she would not have cash on her. And Andrew would be like, I don't know. What are the terms of the loan? And then one day she just like bought like a really expensive guitar. And we all were like, where did you get that money? She's like, you don't even understand how much money I have in my <laughs> safe. We're like, you're such a sneako. You like- know what though? So I have a friend who I'm not going to name because I know she listens and I don't want her to get upset. But when we were younger, her mother. She already knows it's her. She knows it's her, but the rest of the world doesn't need to know okay, it's her. Great. And I'm apologizing in advance. I hope you're not upset with me for sharing this story. But her 
her mother would force her to save money, even as she was an over 18 person, like had a bank account that her mother would monitor. And at the time, she and I were like, yo, your mom is crazy. My mom used to make me bank half of everything I got. I got to tell you, we are now in our mid to late 30s. And she like has real fucking money to her name, like real money to her name. So now friend, do the right thing. (laughs) Send mom Taraj some money. Invest in mom Taraj. Invest in mom Taraj. No, but I just mean like, I've thought about that a lot with Sebastian where I'm just like, I don't want to be invasive in any way. And I don't want to be like dominating in that way. But I do want him to be better with saving. I just want to find a way that's not quite so damaging to really get Sebastian to save his money. Let's move on to segment two. What's the deal with Christmas movies? Yay. I don't know why. That was the worst way I've ever said that. We're not going through this entire list, right? We're just... No, no. You're just going to do your favorite. Okay. You start. So first, The Grinch. Cartoon. I'm not talking about the live action one with... Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I'm not talking about that one because it creeps me out when... A reoccurring theme here is if it's a cartoon that then gets made into live action, it creeps me the hell out. I saw really quickly, you know how at this time of year, baby Grinch memes from the live Grinch are like huge. Yes. I saw one that said, why does baby Grinch look like Mitch McConnell? And now I can't (laughs) unsee it. And it was very accurate and very funny. But also, I don't want baby Grinch to look like Mitch McConnell. I know. That's like, there's a meme that goes around this time of year that's like a nativity scene with the baby Jesus. And he's up and he goes, man, baby Jesus is going to have hella abs at the end of this because he's always like, (laughs) I love that one. I mean, he did, right? He did. I mean, he did. So Grinch, First of all, Grinch seems totally normal to me. I don't like people and I only like my dog. And those Fahu Yours people are annoying as hell. They just sit around that tree constantly singing Fahu Yours, Yahoo Doris. Like, what does that even mean? Uh, Yeah. I'm with the Grinch. Never really makes that much sense. I'm with the Grinch. First of all, his hair looked good. I don't know why he picked green, but that's okay. His dog is adorable. I mean, I just think, what's the deal with people hating on the Grinch? I think the Grinch has the right idea. And also, like, the Grinch was kind of just foreshadowing for or like these past pandemic years where it's just like, bah humbug, I'm staying in my home. Just let me live. Leave me alone. Right. I'm just doing my thing. Just try not to get the Rona. I'm just keeping safe. You all are just like too fucking much. much. Put on a mask. They seem like they're an MML, those little people. <laughs> He's like, I'm not interested in this weird cult that you're into. Somebody I know on Facebook posted like an advertisement for their MML. And I was just like, at this point, how are we still doing? Haven't we all watched the same things. I'm not even like questioning your choice in anything. This is not meant to be critical. It's just, aren't we all aware of what's really going on here? Shouldn't we just, uh, it's an MLM. What are we saying? MML? Yeah. Multi-level marketing. Anyway. Mastering mother-in-law. Anyway. Okay, so what's your next one? I'm gonna go with Elf, which is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. I don't even have a what's the deal with it. I think it's executed. Zoe Deschanel's original hair color, blonde. Is that her original hair color? She dyes it dark. She's a blonde. Huh. Interesting. That is weird. It's just like perfectly done. It's magical. Will Ferrell is so perfectly cast as like Buddy the Elf, just jolly. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? That whole scene with Peter Dinklage. (laughs) He's so awkward and tall. Oh God, where he comes across the table. And he's like, oh, it's an elf. It is just, (laughs) it it has that same like office charm where it's like there are definitely some offensive things that are said and things that now, like if a show put it, it would be like all hell would break. 
break loose, but it's delivered in this like not malicious, just jovial, light, ignorant kind of way, you know? And you know, a lot of other films tried to do what Elf did and did not do it well. No. Like, it just did it. Like that Christmas with the Cranks and like Fred Claus. And- oh, those were all one watchers for me. They got like one watch and then they've been done with. But Elf is the best of those types of comedian doing a Christmas movie. And apparently they wanted to do an Elf 2 and he was like, Elf 2 will never be as good as Elf 1. We're not doing it. Respect. That amount of integrity. I wish he would have said that for Anchorman 2 also. <laughs> but that amount of integrity protecting this Christmas treasure, I can get behind. The- That's God's work. Yes. Okay, so in my mind. Yes. The claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The claymation. I love those. Frassy the Snowman and the claymation of Santa Claus is Coming to Town are all the same movie. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's the same movie. And the one that has like Baby New Year and Father Time, whichever one that yes. is, that's in there too. First of all, I have a soft spot in my heart for the heat miser because mm. my hair often looks like that when I wake up. Exactly. You've seen it. Yes, it does. I get a kind of guy, Fetty Eddie, kind of look about it, especially when my roots are not done and I have that short hair. Never pronounce Guy Fieri's <laughs> last name like he's actually Italian. Fetty Eddie. Oh my God. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it. That's not how they pronounce it in Flavortown, okay? Fetty Eddie. <laughs> I tend to look like the heat miser. So I think it's a bad rap and my soft spot. The dentist, crazy. Don't ever go to a dentist like that. No, I have a soft spot for young St. Nick because- Yeah, in claymation. Yeah, I think he looks like a young version of my husband. He does kind of. Maybe your husband is St. Nick. I've tried to make the comparison before. I've also made the comparison to Joe and you. So, you know, where is this going? And also Rudolph's like stuffed up nose sound is so cute. Do you know where to watch those now? I saw them last night. It must be on like Hulu or something like that. Okay. All right. I haven't seen those. And you know, kind of an interesting thing, sidebar, as you guys know, I'm a voiceover artist. Every year, there's some company that wants to do like a knockoff of that movie for their commercial. And I have had to audition for multiple of these famously voiced characters, like a janky version for- Right. It's super fun. Well, because all those people are dead now, aren't they? They're really old. Yeah. Yeah. They're very dead. Yeah. Merry Christmas. (laughs) They are deceased. I like all of those claymation ones. And I love- it's like it's very weird the claymations are very weird but I enjoyed it it's I love them because we used to watch them in school like towards the end when they oh really yeah like if there was a teacher missing not missing like she's going <laughs> missing dead but if there's a teacher sick or whatever they would let us watch it when it was close to the holidays that's fun instead of class hmm. when there was a teacher missing so for my next one I'm gonna go Home Alone and I have yeah. so much to say firstly Home Alone this is how I suggest you watch this you watch and this is only if you're a real Home Alone lover which how could you not be everything Everything about the movie is so well executed. It makes perfect sense. You almost forget what terrible parents would leave their child behind because you're like, all these different things add up. There is no kink in the logic. You right. know what I mean? So once you've watched Home Alone 1, which all the Home Alones are on Disney+, Plus, then go to Netflix, and there is a series called The Movies That Made Us. Oh, I, I saw that, yeah. And they're all pretty good, but the Home Alone one is really fascinating. If, We've watched it, yeah. And if you're a production nerd like Matt and I are, and you really want to know like how things are made and like fun little trivia, that's what you watch. Then go back to Disney+, Plus and watch, in my opinion, the superior movie, which is Home Alone 
Malone 2 because it's in New York. It has Trump in it. It does have Trump in it. You know, the rest of it is so good. And that's that it's even crazier that this whole story and everything. Um, also, there is a new Home Alone called like Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+. Plus. It just Home came out. Home Aloner. It was not good. I did work for all of us. I've taken on the responsibility of updating you. Do not waste your time on watching Home Sweet Home Alone. Firstly, the kid is British in Home Sweet Home Alone. We know how Ashley feels about (laughs) British people and accents. But listen, he's not likable at all. And it's not just because he's British. No one is Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister is the cutest. He is no Kevin McAllister. And I'm a kid. That's my job. Marv and Marv and what's his face? robbers. In this, it's two parents who are just trying to get something back from the kid that he stole. So it's like, you feel like, it's just, I don't know, they tried to flip things upside down. It wasn't good. It was not good. They should have a movie called We're Not Home and We're Not Alone, and it's just what Kevin McAllister would have done on vacation with his family in France. I would have liked to see that too. The bricks from the top of the townhouse in Home Alone 2, to this day, I just am rolling on the floor laughing. Also so violent. Also, don't be from the pigeon lady. Yeah. The pigeon lady has fleas. Don't do it. Also, not shown in the film. She's absolutely covered in bird shit. She's covered in fleas and bird shit and she smells so bad. (laughs) I'm so hyped about this conversation. I'm sorry. (laughs) But also, don't go alone with a strange lady who's like, did something that her whole family doesn't talk to her anymore and now her only friends are a bunch of animals that fly and shit. Just run as fast as you can, Kevin. She's the original patient zero of coronavirus <laughs> with that bird. She got some bird flus. She has all the bird flus. And also, don't be friends with the old man in the first one either. Like, just stop being friends. I know you and I are like so anti the point of Christmas spirit right now. Don't, no new friends. Drake told us no new friends. <laughs> As Kevin. a child, you should only love your bed and your mama. That's it. Okay. Oh my God. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Wait, I'm sorry. What were those words? Emmett uh-huh. Otter's Jug Band Christmas. What is that? Is that even oh on God. this list? I'm not even seeing no, it. No, I forgot to mention it. Okay. It is a Jim Henson production about a bunch of otters living on the bayou celebrating Christmas. Is this old? Yeah. It's I've never like, heard of this. It's like 1970s, early. It's like pre-Muppets. Wow. Is it good? I used to think it was great. And then I tried to show Luna last Christmas and it was moved so slow for now. Like our attention spans used to be longer and even right. I was bored and I was like, gosh, otters, could you talk a little quicker? It's so annoying. Right. But I used to love it. Now in watching it, it seems so slow compared to modern shows. If you ever really want to experiment with things being like how our attention span has like evolved throughout media, watch Newlyweds, the reality show on YouTube. It is the slowest shit you've ever seen. And even the Osborne. We used to be riveting. It was like, remember, we were just like, she thinks tuna's chicken. I'm telling you, this is, watch it. Golden Girls is slow too. And that was supposed to be zinger, zinger. Well, it is Golden Girls. I know. I'm not expecting them to run a marathon here. But if we 
are going to go down the Jim Henson path. Yes. I do love A Muppet Christmas Carol. Love that it's movie. Great. I saw it the day it came out, December 23rd, on a date with my very first boyfriend I ever had. Wow. It is the little rats ice skate using butter. Muppet Christmas Carol is amazing. And Muppet Scrooged. Yes, also good. Wait, there's no, there's a Muppet Scrooge? Yes, there's a Muppet Scrooge. I thought they were the same movie. Is it? Is the one where Michael Caine? Is that the Christmas yeah, Carol? That's the I Christmas guess Carol. Okay, yeah. And you know, I love a Michael Caine. Yeah, I know he has an accent, but well, real quick, for the adults, I don't know if Matt is still watching the live right now, but our all-time favorite after Sebastian has gone to bed, we've partook, partaken, partaken in <laughs> some adult activities is the night before with Seth Rogen and I Joseph never saw Jordan, it. Joseph Gordon Levitt. And, never saw it. Okay. It is so good. It's about three guys who are on the quest to go to this like basically like underground Christmas Eve rave party. Oh, maybe Lee and I will watch it tomorrow it's night. It's so fun. It is so, so fun. Seth Rogen's wife is literally about to give birth. So she gives him a box of drugs, like some cocaine, some <laughs> weed, some ecstasy, like just a box of all different kinds of drugs. There's all kinds of humor from that. It is just such a funny, funny, good movie. But obviously do not watch that with your children. I like Scrooged too. That's like my movie like that is Scrooged. Yeah. You're not into I'm it. not into Scrooged. I'm not into Bad Santa. I've never really understood why I like people... Bad Santa too. You and I never agree on this. Polar Express. I hate. The weirdest. That kind of animation. Okay. Whatever kind of animation is Polar Express creeps me out. It creeps me out. CGI? I don't know. It was like new CGI or something. Where I, like I don't know. Mouse the... It's voiced no by, bueno. your, by your dad. I know. I Tom still Hanks. don't like it. Nothing could work. Oh, you love The Grinch? I mean, I, I love The too. Grinch too. It's a good one. But I only like the cartoon one. Okay, Love Actually, so good. I love Love Actually, but I, you know, it's, but it's, it doesn't like put me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, but it does have Colin Firth and it does have Hugh Grant dancing. And it's yes. like, really, my bar is that low for British. Now, people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie and Whatever. I love Bruce Willis. For me, the only Die Hard that matters is Die Hard 3, once again, the one that takes place in New York. So it's an <laughs> irrelevant comment for me. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, I love Die Hard because I'm not that person. Did you watch that new Netflix rom-com, the Christmas one called? The answer is no, I didn't. It's Whatever. the one with Nina Dobrev and the name is two Oh, I words. did watch it. I did watch and it. And combines yes. Die Hard and Love Actually. Yes, yes. And her whole thing, I mean, she just comes off as a little bit of a pick-me girl. You know, yeah. the Olivia Munn style pick-me girl of like, yeah. Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. It's Bruce is my babe too, although I did see him on Broadway and he was next level horrible. In misery? But yes. Oh, didn't you say they were feeding him his lines? He had an ear prompter on feeding his lines and he still didn't know how to do it. Not good. You could hear the ear prompter go like, and he would be like, ow, I hurt my leg. Oh, it was no. so bad. It was so bad. And I love him. And Valerie got me tickets and she loves him. And both of us were like, <gasps> oh, laughable. No. He is a very handsome guy, though. I love Bruce because his accent is like everyone in my hometown because it's like a Philly, Delaware mm. accent. Oh, we talked about Home Alone. We yep. like Home Alone. Home Alone's a good one. Here's some ones I don't get that everyone's going to hate. I don't like Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm, I don't, I'm not into Charlie Brown. I've never Brown. seen it. I've never I'm seen I'm not into thing. it. I saw it at the library one time. My mom, the library, used to play these movies. Not into it. Everybody loves It's a Wonderful Life. I hate it just oh to hate it. Oh my God. It. I, it is the worst. It is so boring. I know the lesson, but like it's... 
it's just talk about Great Depression. It is so like everything is terrible, but at the end we all come together. I just I can't. <laughs> Mia Moore, Christmas Vacation. I totally forgot Juliette Lewis was in this movie, which made me like it. I feel like it hasn't aged well. I have a confession. Yes. I finally saw the full thing this weekend. I had never seen the full thing. I've seen okay. all, you know, Merry Christmas, The Shitter's Full. I've seen the memorable yeah. parts. Meh. And yeah. I love a young Chevy Chase. I love it. Again, it didn't age well. When I was younger, I thought it was so funny. And now I'm just like not as into it. It didn't age well. Dennis the Menace. I never saw Dennis the Menace. Is that a Christmas? I mean, I've seen it. I don't think I don't it was know. a Christmas. I like White Christmas and I like Meet Me in St. Louis because they're like tap dancey, old school Hollywood. Yeah, I like it's those. like Babes in Toyland. I like that too. Yeah. How do we feel about The Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't know if I've ever seen it. I love it. But yes. I feel like it's a Halloween movie, not a Christmas movie. I get the argument. Obviously it makes sense that people think it's a Christmas movie but for me, it's a Halloween movie. Okay. It's one of the classics I watch at Halloween. For whatever reason this movie is an inside joke with me and my friends and I don't even remember why it's an inside joke but the movie Jack Frost. The Michael Keaton one. We talk about how it's just like the worst. It's so bad. It's so bad. I've never seen Mia The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's on Disney Plus. I guess I gotta see it. Is it? I can't watch it with Luna, right? It's too scary? Uh, I mean, it's too scary for Sebastian, but I think Luna might be able to handle She's it. She's into scary Yeah, stuff. like Luna might be like, this is my vibe. Send me to Hot Topic now and take me on a Christmas shopping spree, mom. She probably is. And then there's like four Christmases and there's like other modern ones, but really Christmas with the cranks. I- I'm not into any of that. No, it's really hard to make a good Christmas movie that stands the test of time. That's why I think one of the newest ones is Elf. Yeah. And I don't like that one with Tim the Toolman Taylor, even though that got oh, good I reviews. Oh, I love the Santa Claus. You don't oh, really? No. Oh, I love Santa Claus. That's really good. And those are all on (laughs) Disney Plus, too. I like the first and the second one. I think the third one is where he has to have a baby, and I just... I always also consider Bridget Jones a Christmas movie. Oh. Yeah, I can see that, and I like that. Ish, Yeah. Once again, Colin Firth and what's-his-face, Hugh Grant. All right, that's what I say. You could do, like, a back-to-back. That's good. Anyway, guys, there you have it. What's the deal with Christmas movies? Oh, I love that. All right. Ready for hashtag swag bag? Okay. Hashtag swag bag. I hate to be this girl. You're going to be her anyway. I'm going to be her anyway. For years, I have wanted a Vitamixer. For many years. And I just haven't been able to justify spending $400 on a mixer. And everyone told me, all my friends, it's so worth it. So I'm like, what is it going to do? Put me to bed and give me money? Like, how good could it be? So for this year for Christmas, Lee and I decided that that was what we were going to get each other. Okay. We were going to- Did you each buy a Vitamix? No. Can you imagine if each of us had our own personal- Very strange. (laughs) No, we were just like, we're, instead of like us buying, we're just going to put money in and buy ourselves a Vitamixer as our joint gift. You could fucking make rocks into a liquid. I have never had a blender like this. All the things that they say are true. All of the things. My smoothies have never been so frothy. I now put hot coffee and milk in there and make like a like a slushy. I've made hot soup. I've made dressing. I've only had it for three days and I cannot get enough of it. It's so easy to clean. I like don't even know how to express to you why was I waiting my whole life for this? 
It's so good. Counterpoint. My mom has had a Vitamix for years. They're good. I still don't see. I mean, yeah, it like makes everything blended, which is its task at hand. It's called a blender. Right. I don't know. It is better than my Ninja. I just got rid of my Ninja. It's not even close. Maybe I just don't use a blender enough to appreciate. You know, like I really, the day I get a Roomba is the day I'm going to jizz over this Roomba. You know what I mean? Like, How about this? I'll give you our Roomba that we don't use anymore. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Why don't you use the Roomba? Because it worked better when we had a house that was like mostly one floor. <gasps> this feels like a crime. I mean, we'll give you the Roomba. All right. I'll take right. the Roomba. Well, yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas indeed. I was Merry just like, Christmas. wow. I just shat on your Vitamix and you're giving me a Roomba. All right. <laughs> well, look at you. Holiday miracle. You can still believe. No, I really, I'm going to make See, you. See, Santa Claus does exist. It's in the spirit of all of us. And that was a full circle moment, people. <laughs> I am going to make you the best margarita you've ever had. Sign me up. In that Vitamixer. That's all you had to say. Okay. I don't have anything that I can think of for swag bag today. Bah humbug. Did I do my silk kimono-y robe thing? No, no, you did it. Okay, my mom, for my birthday, which was in September, got me this beautiful, like, looks silk, but it's not, a kimono from Anthropology. It has, I like, love it. see-through sleeves and a beautiful peacock on the back, and it is just a beautiful robe. It was, like, you know, extravagant and price in that I would have never bought myself that, which is- That's what, good presents. Yes. Yeah. My mom and I try and do that for each other. We like, we'll spend money on things that we won't buy ourselves. She got it for me for Mother's Day and then I got her the same robe in a different color for her birthday. You guys are so cute. It just feels like I should have a turban on and a cigarette in a long cigarette holder mm-hmm. and poodles all around me. And those little slippers with the fur yes. on top with the heels. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I will link to to that if it's still even available but I love this robe I think it was like 150 maybe 200 dollars and it's machine washable whoa yeah treat yourself treat yourself all right guys well there you have it Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and we'll see you next week before it becomes 2022 that's right bye bye Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. 